Yo, what's going on guys? Jay Charles here on the hashtag Ask Jay Charles Show. We're here today in the Perform First Gym with the one and only, the godfather of powerlifting, Mr. Gene Bell. What's going on, Gene? Good morning, how are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. See, I'm just gonna jump right into this. So, me and Gene, we connected back at Heavy Metal Fitness when I was doing my internship. I learned a lot from him, you know, what was it, about like two or three months, right? Yeah, we, uh... We did a couple, we did, uh, how many was it, about 200 hours? Yeah, about 200 hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> took about three months to do. Yeah, yeah, I was I was there pretty often, but I learned a lot from Gene. And, you know, Gene, for everyone that doesn't really know, you know, for the small amount of people that don't know who you are, you know, let's just explain a little bit. I know you were in the Air Force, you were a power lifter, you were a coach, you know, um, you know. Um, in a nutshell, I've been in the sport for over 40 years. I, as a competitor, I've won uh, eight open world titles, uh, about four Masters world titles. Been a Team USA coach. Uh, I took a lot of athletes from grassroots to an international level. Um, my son, he's a one of the top lifters in the world. Yep. Uh, world record holding the deadlift at 815, weighing under nice. 200 pounds. So, um, Damn. I love the sport <laughs> and uh, I think I'm gonna be around for a long time. Nice, nice. So you were, when did you join the Air Force back in then? I joined the Air Force in 1980. 1980. Mm -hmm. So was that like around the same time that you joined powerlifting, started doing powerlifting or no? No, I did my first powerlifting meet when I was 17 years old. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you were, it was like in your blood, you were always doing powerlifting. Yeah. Dang, nice. Yeah. Nice. So when you were in the Air Force, you were still competing and everything? Yes, yes. Nice. Uh, I won, uh, see, was five uh, armed forces titles. That's when, <laughs> back when it was a, a funded sport. Um, and usually, uh, see, the first year was 1983. The last armed forces funded DOD championship was 1990. So during that timeline, we won national championships. Wow. Yeah, but you know, just a bunch of military yeah. guys. So y'all were, were stacked. Yeah, we were killing it. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So y'all had, did y'all have like a, I guess a, a team, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It yeah. was y'all's team, you know? So we had a Air Force Championships, Army Championships, Marine Corps, Navy, and then we came together for Armed oh, really? Forces. And then after the Armed Forces, we selected for a team to go to Nationals. Oh, nice. And most of the time from 80, see, by 83 to 92, most of the USA team was military. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, that, that, that's really cool. So, I mean, w would you say that one of those, I guess, out of all the championships and stuff that you've had, would you say that one stood out for you the most? The one that stood out for me the most is when I won my first high school state weightlifting title. Nice. That stood out. It's clear as day. <laughs> really? Yes. Dang, dang. Yeah. Would, would you say that's something that kind of like, uh, what, what made you a little more well-known, you know what I mean? Uh, when I won my uh, first uh, armed, armed Forces title, and I got selected to go to Nationals, and from Nationals I went to my first IPF. Oh, okay, IPF. Mm -hmm. Now, were they, was the IPF pretty big back then as well? Or? Oh, yeah. yeah? It, was, it was the premier, the only one. Okay, now, now they have, yeah. Yeah. So back <laughs> in the early 80s, it was just one premier organization. Wow. Not, 20 like they got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, 
So I, I also heard, I don't know if it's true, did you do bodybuilding as well? Yeah, I did 51 shows. My, 51 shows? Yeah, my Jesus. first show was uh, the AAU Teenage Mr. America. That was my first <laughs> show. And my last show was 1990. The first show was 1976. And my last show was 1990. See, everyone always hears about Gene Bell, the power of the thing, God over here, but mm. not the bodybuilding. Yeah. <laughs> How was yeah. that? What was like, was it a big difference for you, like transitioning or? I ate clean most of the time. So during that time, I, my body fat stayed around between eight and 10. And then it took me about six weeks to prep to get down to like 5%. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Jesus. So. I stay lean all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you were competing, so would you like kind of plan it out? Like, oh, I'm going to do a bodybuilding show this, you know, certain month and I'm going to go do a powerlifting one. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. Oh, okay. So November, I usually plan out my, the next year yeah. what I was going to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. That's pretty cool. So I had to get approval when I was in the military to go to all these things. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say was like, I know because when you're a powerlifter, you're lifting, you know, heavy ass weight in front of a lot of people versus being in front of everyone and like posing and stuff like that. Was there a difference in the feeling like being up there or no? For me, it was about the same. Uh, but powerlifting was more focused. Uh, bodybuilding was more like you kind of playing the judges and kind of feeding off the audience. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cool, man. Cool. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of athletes nowadays, right? You know, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and there's a lot of athletes that want to, you know, also coach. You know what I mean? Do you, from your experience, like from what you've seen, you know, um, is it easy for these athletes to coach as well, or should they just stay athletes for the most part? Everybody has to start somewhere, uh, and like anything else, you're gonna have some mediocre coaches, and you're gonna have some top flight coaches. Exactly. So you know, talk to the experts, the guys that are doing it, Yeah. you know, and try and get your skill level up. Exactly. Knowledge base up. Do, do you think it's best to do both at the same time or kind of just stop one and then start the other? Well, what would you say? I, my, I transitioned in high school. Oh. Um, my senior year, I took over the weightlifting team at my high school. Hey. And basically, I coached it, but we had a school staff member that <laughs> was the figurehead. That just had to be there. Yeah. So Dang. that was my first experience yeah. coaching. And then I was, uh, from there, I coached a high school powerlifting team when I graduated from college in South Carolina. So they would produce some very good young powerlifters. Nice, nice. 100%. Coached in uh, military. I was the uh, armed forces coach at the, at the Open Nationals and Team USA coach right after that. Yeah. How long have you been in doing Team USA again? Ooh. Or how long did you? <laughs> it's been a while. I, I started back, uh, let's see. I started really doing coaching duties in 86. Wow. Yeah, because I had been on the team for three years and they saw that I was, I had a good knowledge base and plus, plus most of the guys were military and I knew all of them. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So. That makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's but pretty I've been cool. around some great coaches and learned a lot. Uh, Sean Scully, he was a world team coach for like 14 years. He's a retired Air Force, retired as a colonel. Uh, Fred Hatfield. Fred Hatfield, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Those, these are the two that stand out the most. The most. Yeah. Exactly. Now, like, what would you say? Because I typically, this is my philosophy. Like, as a as a coach, you know, you always got to stay open minded. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. not one way is the best way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've had you know experiences with certain coaches. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, my way is the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you got to be open minded because there's a lot of different information that you don't know. Not everyone knows everything. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's a quality I noticed about you, and that's what I like about you. You were very open minded. You took everything in and evaluated it, came back and asked questions. Exactly. And a lot of the young guys don't have that quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you see that a lot, man. Um, it just, it, I mean, it, it helps you, you know, it helps you become a better coach, you know, mm -hmm. a better person, you know, and, uh, and I, I feel like in general, it just helps you in life, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not stay so close-minded, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I've seen you in action at some powerlifting meets, the high school meets, and yeah, you're sharp. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. It's honestly like coaching the power of the thing. You know, that was very rewarding for me. I've never, I didn't even, I get paid for that. You know, doing all that, like that was. I do a lot of. You know, that was just that felt good. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was like my ROI, the the good feeling. You know, the mm -hmm. the rewarding. You know, whenever they they get that lift, they're hyped, they're pumped. You know, thank yeah. you so much, coach. You know, that felt good. You know? Sometimes that changes young people's lives for the better. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, most definitely, mm -hmm. for sure. You know, I've had most most of those kids, you know, come up to me and you know, thank you. You know, mm -hmm. I you're one of the only coaches, you know, that I've ever kind of you know, you know, liked and stuff. You know, um, so that that feels good. That's that's very rewarding. But like I said, like you said, yeah, it's you got to be open minded. You know, as a coach, as an individual, you know, because we don't all know everything. No, <laughs> I've been in sport yeah. for forty some years. I still don't know everything. I still have to. You know, uh, listen to podcasts and research, read some uh, peer-reviewed journal articles on that's, that's related to strength training, stuff that's been documented. Exactly. Proved and, you know, proved that it works, actually works. It works, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've, you've been in the fitness industry quite a while now. Yeah. Um, do you think, like, more recently, like the past five to ten years, you know, the trend has gone up, you know what I mean? But do you think it's going to stay up? You know, with all these, you know, influence fitness influencers, you know, the YouTubers and all that stuff. You know, do you think it's going to stay at this level, all, or do you think it's going to fall off within a few years? Honestly, I think it's going to stay up because it's all over the place. You True. know, you got social media. You can go on Google or Yahoo. True. And that information is there everywhere. Yeah. And people wants to improve their quality of life. Exactly. And one of the ways to do that is by exercising. Exactly. Yeah, and there's so many ways you can exercise. Yeah. Now it's now it's like a cool thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Back in the '80s, you know, like you didn't get many women. I, you know, I did train a few women, yeah. but not like it is now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have more women clients than men clients. You're preaching to the choir, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. Well, plus, I from what I've noticed, you know, a lot of guys are kind of. You know, when you try and, you know, get them, you know, wanting training and stuff like that, you know, most of the time it's like, I can do it on my own. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But you're right. It is a little little more open now. You know, there are, it's it's pretty big. Um, personally, I think what it's going to change, not so much as a fitness thing, I think it's going to change to like a, a lifestyle thing. You know what I mean? Because you oh, see yeah. like brands coming out with, they're lifestyle brands, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, it's not so niche like just the fitness world, you know. Um, even even the medical uh, industry is going to a wellness-based approach. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's mm -hmm. nice. That's pretty cool. 
<laughs> um, so like, do you think, you know, because when you're, when you're coaching, you know, you want to see results, you know, results, results, results. However, do you think that, um, you know, being able to motivate, inspire, you know, uh, listen to your client, all that stuff makes you a better coach than just like, boom, 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 put in the work, penciling the work or no? Being able to listen and be empathetic <clears throat> because everybody has different needs, different wants. And then sometimes you have to put them in perspective yeah. for them, you know, because you might get an athlete that just start lifting a year later. She she or he is looking at nationals and probably going to world championships. I've had that happen. Nice. Or you might have this person that might stay stuck for three years, Yeah. but they're doing well. Yeah. They're winning, but they're not getting those big gains they exactly. think they should be getting. Exactly. Nice. Nice. Um, what was I going to say? So, you know, for young lifters out there, what would you say you like, as far as advice, you know, um, you know, as far as, you know, how to get, how to get started, you know, what would you say, um, you know, just advice for young lifters getting started with their lifting? I would say, uh, find a coach <laughs> yeah. that has the expertise in the field and utilize those services as long as you can. And then Try and do it on your own for a little bit and see where you're at. And you probably have, you probably gonna wind up going back to that, that, yeah, coach, that coach for more advice and more guidance. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like from my experience, you know, I typically always say to my clients, I don't want to keep you forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell them straight up, like, I'll, I, I want you to learn. That's what it's all about for me. Mm -hmm. I want to teach you so that you can teach yourself. Yeah, down the road, you can come back, you know, we can work on some more things, mm -hmm. but I don't want you forever. You know, I'm not in this for the money, you know, I'm in right. this to help you so mm -hmm. you can help other people, you know, and that's where I see a lot of times now trainers, you know, they just, they don't really teach their clients. They just go through the motions. They just want them to, you right. know, they just want that paycheck. I've, that, no, I've you know? noticed that. Exactly. They doing things in the gym, but they don't know why the yep. reasoning behind it. Yep. Yep. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. Or even the nutrition part. Well, I was told I need to eat this, this. I said, why? I said, why are you eating that? Why are you eating these portions? Why are you eating that amount of carbs and protein? I say, you have to know why. Exactly. You know, you have to know why if you go down below 100 carbs, what's going to happen to your body? Oh, yeah. You're going to yeah. flat. You're going <laughs> to... Let's talk about that for a second. So, like, the nutrition part, you know, when you were, like, say you were doing bodybuilding, mm -hmm. you know, what was your... Was it... a Big difference with diet versus like you know powerlifting or no? Was it, was it all the same? same? It was the same. Dang, so it was all the same. Yeah. And you said you tried the keto for a little while, right? You would do it. Uh, get like get below 50 grams of carbs. Yeah. That's what I did. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the 80s and even my first show, I was like maybe I was just eating a bunch of vegetables, some grilled meat, and I talked to my mom about it, and she. She made it happen, yeah. and I don't, I don't understand how she figured it out, but she made it happen. <laughs> That's awesome. So I leaned out real good doing nice. that. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, someone that's just trying to, uh, you know, like for me, what I always tell people, because I mean, I, when they're first, first starting out, this is my main thing, what I tell them. You know, first of all, let's focus on this. Let's focus on your portions, you know, because I'm not going to put you on a strict diet yet because I know you're not going to follow it. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think about that? You know, I always tell them portion control first for the first like month or so, and then we'll start, you know, switching everything up. I think that's great because that's like, that's the plan. The plan is portion control. You get that in order and then you can tweak 
the other aspects of the diet. That's exactly. smart. You got to have a plan. Yeah, because I mean, if if they go into it really strict right away, yeah. of course, you know what's gonna happen. They go crash gonna and they don't say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. Exactly. So um, let's see. For coaches, you know, um, do you have any advice for any coaches out there? Strength coaches, performance coaches. If there like are that? any clinics, go to them. Go to them. Okay. Um, I've been to so many over the years, and. Um, like uh, Iron Sisters, you ever heard of that? I've never heard of them. Okay, this is a group of four ladies. They're all world champions nice. in the IPF, and they go around the country in Canada doing uh, seminars for prim primarily ladies. Wow. And they came to San Antonio, and I sat in on it. It nice. was a two-day seminar, and it was very interesting to see it because two of those ladies I trained. <laughs> One is like an eight-time world champion. Damn. One is like a six-time world champion. Kimberly Walford and Benika Brown. And it was interesting to hear them talk. They yeah. had a different perspective. Both, <laughs> of them, both of their perspectives and ideology work. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, Even from what I taught them, they, yeah. kind, of, they kind of uh, deviated and put their own spin on it. But their spin works. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And it's like, it goes back to what we said, you know what I mean? Open Mind, they took what they, they learned from you mm -hmm. and then they made it their own. They did something, you know, to tweak it. Right. You know what I mean? Just like, it's like anything. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think that would be good, you know, really good advice for coaches, you know? I mean, I'm not, like, I'm barely into the coaching world, you know, but I think that's, that's pretty good, man. Um, whoops. I think that's pretty good, you know, just uh, going to different, you know, like seminars and, you know, um, open-minded, you know, learning. Mm -hmm but putting your own spin on it as well, you know. Um, but you have to be careful which ones you go to. All of them true. are not, uh, equal in no, knowledge base. Not all of them are like no. qualified. No. <laughs> yeah. I hear what you're saying, man. I hear what you're saying. They got a nice little marketing spin, and, but that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> so as far as like, you know, I want to go a little different now. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as like getting clients, what would you say has been, I mean, do you think word of mouth is the best bet for you? You know, I, I mean, I feel like it's a little easier for like you, but you know, for the average trainer or coach something that's trying to build their business, would you say, you know, I mean, I know like marketing on social media and stuff like that, but. For a new um, trainer, uh, I would try and get a group of trainers that's already established. Established, exactly. And then kind of conscious with those guys because a lot of times I have clients and I form them off to other trainers. See that's exactly what I'm trying to do here. That's the whole reason why I built this place because number one I want trainers that are already established you know number two I want trainers to make their own their money you know because you know you go to a commercial gym these trainers you know like I said before you know they're making 15 to 20 dollars a session where the clients are paying 50 to 75 dollars a session mm -hmm. you know I know I come from that you know and so that's why I started this place so I can help make the trainer successful. You know what I mean? And we wanted established trainers already, you know, that already have clientele. That way, boom, they can cancel out their training over there, come over here, you know, train with their the trainer, you know, mm -hmm. trainers are gonna make their money. You know, yeah, they can charge like five, ten dollars cheaper, you know. All right. And the clients are still saving money. You know what that's I mean? Right. That's that's the whole thing behind it, you know. And you, you brought up a very important key, making it affordable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's what it has to be, you know. 
I mean, like, I always give different options, like when I do training as well, you know, mm -hmm. plenty of options, and my for my prices are very affordable, yeah. you know what I mean? And sometimes they might not be affordable to the client, but then you gotta really focus on, okay, what do you, what's going on, man? And then they'll bring out like, oh, I'm eating like this every other day, I'm eating, spending like $60 a week on fast food on there. Exactly, <laughs> you know? or they in college. Exactly, yeah. true, true. Um, but you know, I, like I said, I always try to make uh, everything affordable for my clients and mm -hmm. you know, like even come December, we're, we're going to be um, doing strength conditioning for a volleyball team. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we're, uh, me and Brian Ortiz, you know, we're going to be coaching a volleyball team here for eight weeks. Um, you know, we, I made it very affordable. I told the, 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 the parents, it's $10 a kid mm -hmm. every time they come. That's it, you know? And the parents, oh yeah, that's, you know, it's perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. You know, it's, we're going to have, I think like 16, um, girls here and we're going to be coaching them, getting them ready. They're already yeah. in a club team. So they already have. Oh, they club team? Yeah, they're a club team. So they have multiple like, uh, colleges looking at them mm -hmm. already. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's where we're going with that. Mm -hmm. It's going to be pretty fun. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go. Because a lot of these high schools, they need some direction as for strength training. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. Trust me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Um, but would you say that you have a a, a favorite? Um, I mean, not, not favorite, but you know, like a certain age group that you it's it's a little easier to train. Like they soak it up a little better, or no? I think it's uh, individual based. Just the individual, person, right? Person, yeah. yeah, the person. Because uh, I got one client that's in her 60s. She just soaks everything up like a sponge and then applies it and nice. it stays. And I got some college age kids, they can't remember from the, the next workout. <laughs> yeah. it just, so it, it just it's depends. person to person. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. Hey. Well, Gene. Um, do you have any advice for me? <laughs> What's uh, keep doing what you're doing because uh, you're covering all your bases. Like I said, I remember when you was in high school. I remember seeing you at a couple of high school meets, and you made some great progress. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate you're on the right that. track. Appreciate that, Gene. Mm -hmm. All right, um, all right, guys. So yeah, this concludes. This is the hashtag Ask J Charles Show. I'd appreciate it. You know, I'd love it. I would. You know, it'd mean the world to me if you all just shared it, liked it. Um, commented on it, anything like that. Again, we're in the Perform First gym with the godfather of powerlifting, Mr. Gene Bell. I appreciate that title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Gene. All right.